0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you as always for another episode of The Standard is the Standard, our Sunday show, at least in the off season. Joining me as always is my co-host Lance Williams. Lance, a little under the weather, folks. He's hanging on by a thread. Go to your local church, light a candle, say a prayer. We just hope he makes it to free agency. So Lance, <laughs> how's it going? Lance, are you there? Hey, I'll... Uh Uh-oh. Connection issues already with Lance?
1: You there, Lance? I'm there.
0: I got you now. I got you now. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm hanging in there. I'm not quite as fast as DK Metcalf, but, you know.
0: I do want to talk about that guy and the combine a little bit. Um, we can start off with it or we can, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later because there's a lot of stuff to talk about and not, not anything that's pressing, not anything that's breaking news or anything like that. But, um, let's start off with, well, none other than Antonio Brown. I do want to mention a couple things. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I want to talk about Lance's show that he did this week. Now, if you haven't heard his show, yeah, I said it, uh, it's a solo show that he, does on his own it's a solo show for him and he talked this week and as he always does talks about very controversial topics hot topics hot takes with lance williams we could also rename it to that but this week's hot take was that something that he actually just brought out talked about last week on the standards of standard it was all about how antonio brown is using ben roethlisberger is leverage as a scapegoat to get a new contract. Lance, why don't you just tell us a little bit about that in case they miss the show. And I want to I discuss this a little bit. Go ahead.
1: My basic premise was, I think, Drew Rosenhaus is looking at Antonio Brown's contract and saying, you know, over the next three years, he's going to get paid about $36 million. And as the best wide receiver in football, that that, in, that, that sum is too low. And I, I think they realize that they're sort of leveraged. Knowing that there is a friction or a fraction uh, between him and Ben Roethlisberger that I think they've surmised to use that as a way or an impetus or a scapegoat to get out of their contract with Pittsburgh. And I think, you know, his appearances on LeBron James' show... Uh, The Shop, his appearance on ESPN, I think all of those appearances are to that end because some of the things that he's saying on that show he's just repeating on different outlets, and I'm sure you have an opinion on it, Jeff, that he's actually contradicting himself because he's doing multiple appearances on different uh, avenues and, and, and different programs and shows, and so I think the end is really just to get a new contract. I don't think he's He's pleased with the fact that he set the market. Now the market, because of his age, uh, I believe at the end of the season he'll be thirty-one or thirty-one in July, somewhere around there. That this is his last bite at the apple. So, image be damned, I'm trying to get a new contract and I'm trying to get a fresh influx of cash.
0: Yeah, here's where the what he said you know, via his Q&A on Twitter that we talked about a couple shows ago. He went publicly. This is what everyone was waiting for. They were waiting for Antonio Brown to finally speak. They were waiting for Antonio Brown to finally come out publicly and talk and give his side of the story. And so he did so. And I watched the entire extended ESPN interview. It was 43 minutes in length. If you didn't watch it, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Because it literally was a lot of it was good and it wasn't all about his issues with the steelers it went back it was done in his home in hollywood florida um, a lot of it talked about his growing up in liberty city um, he took the reporter to his home uh, where his grandmother lived met a lot of his old friends his family and stuff of that nature so not all of it was based around the steelers and the issues that he's having but i'd probably say the last 20 minutes of the 43 minutes maybe a little bit more were spent specifically talking about the steelers where he's going to wind up. And the one thing that never really came to fruition was everything that he said just seemed like one contradiction after the other. He talked about how he doesn't need money and that he doesn't need the game. And I'll, I'll read this quote. Um, this is from Antonio Brown. He said, I don't even have to play football if I don't want, I don't even need the game. I don't need to prove nothing to anyone. If they want to play, they are going to play by my rules. If not, I don't need to play. And Andrew Brandt of the NFL Network quote tweeted that and said, NFL GMs are thinking, yeah, let's trade for that guy. Not really a ringing endorsement. And honestly, as I watched it, he did not show that he still loves football. It's kind of like it's just something that he does. Um, but it, it, it's it was he blamed everyone else. And he never once said... It, it was my it's part of it. it was most it was my fault. And that's something that I believe firmly in is that, you know, you take extreme ownership of your actions. And he never did that once, not throughout the entire 43 minutes. It was always someone else's problem. It was Art. It was Dan Rooney, Art Rooney, the second that didn't know his girlfriend's name, his kids names. He was complaining about that. It was Kevin Colbert and his kids comment. It was Ben Roethlisberger that he'd only been to Ben Roethlisberger's house once. Um, you know, it's one of those situations where I, I just, I don't understand what he gained from going public with this. Not a lot of it was new information, but still at the same time, it's just one of those I've watched and I just kept shaking my head and I'm trying to keep an open mind here. And Lance and I talked last week about the difference between owners and players and all that stuff. And, who do, who gets the blame and who doesn't get the blame and all this? I try to keep an open mind, thinking, okay, he's a player. He's trying to get the best that he can, but he's also saying that he doesn't need money. He's touting how he made $70 million last year, and he's talking about how, you know, look at what he has, and he doesn't need anything else. He wants for nothing. And throughout all of that and all the time that he's talking, I just keep on thinking to myself, it's hard for me to sympathize with him, and it's hard for me also to literally just put it in the back of my mind that he walked out on the team now he said that mike tomlin told him that when after the saints game antonio brown went to tomlin and said hey i've got some bumps and bruises they played on turf he said i i, I might need a few days and so tomlin said okay go home all right so he sent him home to get to get right now this is when supposedly antonio brown went dark on the steelers and he didn't talk to him didn't return any phone calls nothing went totally dark and then he said he showed up on sunday and i guess according to tomlin tomlin said to the team ab quit on us and then he's telling antonio brown that hey if you're going to help you're going to be on the sidelines with the guys and he wasn't going to do that so that's why he left but he never once said that anything was his fault it was nothing but constant deflection, but he didn't seem like a guy that even loved the game that much anymore, Lance. I don't understand. I know you didn't watch it. I don't recommend that you do watch it. But at the same time, (laughs) I don't understand how he furthered his cause any by doing these interviews. Lance, you there, buddy? Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm
1: sorry. I think you, you were cutting out a little bit. I mean, I think Antonio Brown could have make all of these arguments had he shown up to work. I mean, once you show up to work, I, I, I think people would be more apt to hear what he was trying to say. But But I think Steeler Nation is kind of, you know, in the middle with this. I think it's hard to get around the fact that he did not show up. However, you know, like Chris Carter was saying, uh, a friend of the program, Chris Carter, at Chris Carter, or is it Carter Critiques? It's Carter Critiques, I think it is. I think it's Twitter handle. Uh, Chris does a fan. Well, I may have gotten it wrong, but check out Chris Carter on Twitter. If you come to work, you can make your argument. You can't, it, it's hard to make your argument from a negative perspective to start with. You know, it's sort of coming to a negotiation saying, This is not what I'm going to do when you're trying to negotiate what each party is going to do. I think Steeler Nation is being split sort of in half. But there are a couple of things that are true, I think. Um he quit on the team that week, did not show up left at halftime, came out there with a huggy bear coat, and refused to have any communication with the Steelers and or with the Steelers afterwards for the next several months. I think we can all agree that's terrible. That That's not how you want to behave and conduct yourself, and that's not being professional, which I completely is.
0: Sounds like Lance is breaking up. We might have some connection issues with him, which is if you know that uh, if you follow the show, that that happens more often than not. So um, not to cut Lance off and hopefully he'll be back with us soon. I do want to talk about something that was different to Antonio Brown's situation, but it was um, Larry Fitzgerald. And we ran this story today. Um, He was, I don't even know where he was. I didn't write the story for our website, but he, um, came out and was asked about Antonio Brown's situation and how he's handling it. Larry Fitzgerald is a class guy, period. Um, He is someone that is never going to say the wrong thing. He always thinks about what he's saying. He's not your typical wide receiver that is a legit star in the league. And he came out and basically said straight up that he thinks Antonio Brown is handling this all wrong. He thinks that there's no way... um, there's no way that Antonio Brown's what he's doing is helping his cause. And he even went as far to say that, hey, you have it pretty nice there in Pittsburgh with that quarterback. And if there's someone that would understand that, it's Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, you think about when he was younger, when Kurt Warner was there, he put up tremendous numbers. Um, I mean, great, great numbers. Gotten with the Super Bowl. Obviously, Steeler fans remember that from Super Bowl 43. And then when he left, it was just kind of a mixed bag of goods i mean you still had matt leinard on the team and then you bounce around with a couple other quarterbacks and now you got josh rose in there and carson palmer went there for a little bit um it, it honestly is a situation where i i think larry Fitzgerald is spot on when he says that and this has kind of been the underlying theme for me as i as people ask me and everywhere i go where people know I'm a Steeler fan, that's all they want to talk about. Um, whether I'm at my day job, whether I'm going out uh, with my wife, uh, people see me all the time. Or even if I'm just wearing Steeler stuff, and they say constantly, "Man, what do you think about the Antonio Brown?" And it's it's it gets old talking about it. But at the same time, I keep on thinking to myself, I just hope that he realizes how good he has it in Pittsburgh, or may, should I say, had it in Pittsburgh, because he. Had an unreal connection with Antonio with Ben Roethlisberger. Say what you want about whether he's been to his house, whether he's nice to him, whether he go, extends himself on field. They had an unreal connection, and I've said it from day one I'm I don't believe that that connection can be built overnight. I don't believe that connection can be built with any quarterback. So let's talk about some potential landing spots, the teams that have been interested in Antonio Brown. Um, you have Oakland has said they're interested. Tennessee has said they're interested. Green Bay has now thrown their hat into the mix in terms of interest. These are sources, reports, not official. Because nothing can be official in fear of getting caught for tampering by the NFL. A um, couple other teams uh, that were interested. Um, no, Nothing from the 49ers. I'm kind of surprised about that. But there's been some teams that have thrown their names out there that, but, okay, so let's look at Derek Carr. Okay, Derek Carr it has no other wide receivers, none. Jared Cook was his best wide receiver last year. So you take Antonio Brown there, and you say, okay, don't really have much of a running game. Derek Carr's not a bad quarterback, but if you have no one opposite you, and that's something that Antonio Brown has always had. And Daryl on the live chat just said, yes, the Redskins were also another team. Thank you, Daryl. I appreciate that. I knew I was forgetting a team. So let's let's focus on one at a time. So Oakland says they're interested. Derek Carr is someone that, um you know, obviously no other receiving honor. When Antonio Brown was at his best, it was Martavis Bryant was opposite him um or Juju Smith-Schuster in the last few years. He's always had someone else opposite him. He's also always had very good running games, and that's something that they don't really have. Could you imagine if Antonio Brown were traded to the Redskins? Alex Smith is their quarterback. There's no guarantee he's ever going to play again, let alone next year. Colt McCoy would be their quarterback. My goodness, if the Steelers were smart and the Redskins have been known to give up a lot for pretend for trade targets. If, if they were smart, they would say, hey, let's give, let's see what we can get from Washington. Because if they're going to give us a King's ransom for him, we'll take it, we'll run with it. He will probably flounder there because they don't have a quarterback. That's what I'm trying to say. Tennessee, uh, I don't know, you know, with <laughs> Their quarterback situation seems to always be in flux because Marriott is always hurt, it seems like, and then Blaine Gabbert's the backup. I just don't know if that's a good fit. I'm not sure. that Obviously, if he goes to Green Bay, that's a different story with Aaron Rodgers. But the Steelers, clearly, they, they don't want to trade him in the conference, I don't believe, because they don't want to have to face him that often. If he, they, Let's say they trade him to somewhere like San Francisco. well, Let, Let's say they trade him to... Um, to oakland and if they trade him to oakland unless oakland finishes in the same position they probably wouldn't play him that often or let's say they trade him to green bay uh they would only play him once every four years And if you think about it if they don't play him if they just played them on the schedule he wouldn't play him for another four years unless they met in the super bowl antonio brown would be him as 35 the next time they played him i doubt he would be the same type of player at that time um (laughs) sorry i'm following the live chat lance got kicked off the show so if you're in the live chat um by feel free to to send some comments questions and and we'll we'll definitely flow with this we're going to give you a full show no matter what i like what daryl says he said if he went to washington he'd be throwing coolers by week three at fedex field that is for sure so um i think that I, i definitely understand that the Steelers are going to have some options. I've never bought into the fact that no one's going to want Antonio Brown. He could say whatever he wants on the TV, on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever, and people are still going to want him. Why? Because he's a good football player, period. So I am hoping that what Larry Fitzgerald said is true, that he realizes that, you know what, this guy had it good, and he just let it go. He just let it go. And a part of me just prays and hopes that the Steelers win a Super Bowl and that when he and Le'Veon Bell leave, that's when they win. That would be so nice. Such a cherry on top of the Sunday. I, I would be so great. But at the same time, we'll see how it goes. No one knows anything right now. But some people are talking about some players that are coming up in the upcoming draft. And I've said this in other shows before. I'm not at this stage of the game. You know, the combine is just going on. I don't have a huge knowledge base of these players. And Lance, if he were on the show right now, he would laugh and say, I don't understand the the combine. He hates the combine. He doesn't like it. He thinks it's too much. That it's People put too much importance on it. Uh, and I understand that. I look at players like T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt was considered a maybe an early second-round pick. Maybe even mid second round pick before the combine, and at the combine he lit it up, showed off his athleticism, and next all all of a sudden he's a he's a first round draft pick. So players' stock can rise and fall from the combine, whether it should or shouldn't, that's debatable. But it is so easy to get sucked into it. It's so easy. Like I, I'm just watching on my Twitter feed, and I'm watching Devin White from I believe he's the LSU linebacker run a four four three i want to say four three or four four i'm not sure what his second attempt was 40 yard dash it's mesmerizing it's absolutely mesmerizing and i hope that people understand that when i say like i just don't oh man my gosh i mean i see that i'm thinking if the steelers could get that guy that's athletic that's ryan shazier athleticism Seriously, straight up. like People always talk about, well, Ryan Shazier's don't grow on trees. And I'm not saying that Devin White is the perfect player. I'm not saying that he is going to be able to step in and fill those needs and fill that role. But at the same time, what every single player that they've tried to do to try to fill Shazier's spot has lacked, athleticism, speed. LJ Ford's the closest as they've come, and LJ Ford isn't close to what it could be. So I watched Devin White, and I'm like, wow. This is incredible how fast this guy's moving. He's big. And the same with DK Metcalf, the receiver. Tell me, if you're, if you're listening, if you watch this guy, he looks like a linebacker running a 40-yard dash. He is a giant. He's not super tall. He's 6'3", but he is thick. Looks like a tight end. And I'm watching this, and again, you get mesmerized. You're like, wow, if that guy were black and gold, every sunday could you see him just going over the middle and trucking defenders yes i could see that i'm picturing it in my head as i'm watching this guy running around in tights and it's it's mesmerizing the one thing i have to tell myself is back up a little bit <laughs> take a breath don't get caught up in all the pomp and circumstance and and realize that there's game film to watch which i haven't done yet there's pro days to to take in Uh, potential injuries, things of that nature. Um, it is what it is, but I know with the combine, it it, it can be tantalizing, can be absolutely be tantalizing because these guys are they're, they're freaks, they're freak of nature to see how fast they are and how big they are and just how athletic they are. It doesn't always translate. Remember, Sammy Coates, he had the size, he had the speed um didn't necessarily translate now some might say that if he didn't mangle up his hands against the jets in his second year he might have been better but at the same time it doesn't always translate running straight line speed doesn't always translate to a good route tree to good timing to reading defenses and all of that stuff so take that for what it's worth but there are unbelievably some really good there, there's some really good position players Um, that I think the Steelers are looking at, especially at the linebacker position, that they're they're very attractive players. Devin Bush is another one. And you have to ask yourself, will they be there at 20? You hope the Steelers can somehow finagle a first-round draft pick for Antonio Brown. But will they be there at 20? Devin White is not going to be there at 20. Just not going to happen. So unless the Steelers get up in the draft or get a high-round draft pick, I don't think he's going to be there. Devin Bush, maybe. Both of them have done extremely well at the combine, and if you watch some of their film, and I have looked at some of their film, they're good. They're good, good prospects. I'm not sure if they'd be ready day one, especially Devin Bush, to come in and just play all the time. But that's something that you you cross that bridge when you get to it. But I wrote this article, and, and this is a good time. And I wish Lance were here to to talk about this with me. I wrote an article that ran today. And it's something I do every Sunday. It's a letter from the editor. And essentially, I write, and if you haven't checked it out, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, it's still on the main page. Um, I essentially go and talk about whatever I want. Sometimes it's, I wrote an article about how the NHL All-Star game is better than the Pro Bowl, but that's a while ago. Now we're getting into football stuff. And I talked about how, at what point do teams, and if you're in the live chat, let me know what you think of this. At what point do teams put character not above, but at least equal to talent. I mean, when you see the Steelers, um, if, if you see the Steelers and the issues that they've had with Le'Veon Bell, with Martavis Bryant even, with Antonio Brown now, and you have to ask yourself, at what point does character become a very important trait before you make a trade? Or not, not before you make a trade, before you make a draft pick? I feel like since Martavis Bryant in 2014, and there's a reason why he was picked in the fourth round, I feel like since Martavis Bryant, the Steelers have definitely put character up there. You look at picks like, oh, you can go through the whole defensive gambit of uh, Bud Dupree, Javon Hargrave, Sean Davis, Terrell Edmonds, TJ Watt, Stephon toit Ryan Shazier, all these draft picks that, were, that are still on the team, still starting, even Artie Burns. The guy didn't pan out, but at the same time, they have put character up there with talent. Now, here's my question. At what point do you put character... I feel like you have to at this point. And, and Here was the one thing in my article that I struggled with, and I said this in the article. If you were to... F- back up all the way to, to when Antonio Brown was entering the draft which he wasn't even invited to the combine. If he were invited to the combine, do you think he'd be saying what AJ Brown of Old Miss said to media that I'm the best wide receiver and all this stuff? I got to think no. You know, I I don't think he would have said that. He would have been really humble because he's just a kid from Miami that's playing at Central Michigan, not a big SEC school or anything like that. But at the same time, no one would have predicted he would have gone this far in this direction that he has. But also, let's also not forget that would the Steelers, after what A.J. Brown said at the at the Combine, shy away from him because of those comments? Are they thinking the last thing we need is another egotistical player? And I'm not saying that he is egotistical. I don't know much about him. I could trip over him on the street and not know who he was, plain and simple. But just based off the comments, you have to ask yourself – would they shy away from making that pick because they're thinking we don't need another Antonio Brown. We don't need another Le'Veon Bell situation. We don't need that drama anymore. We need to get a guy that's going to be team first oriented. Look at Juju Smith Schuster, look at James Conner, look at TJ Watt. Heck, you could even look at Mason Rudolph and Joshua Dobbs. Figure out, okay, what exactly, when do you put character up there with talent? That's, what i want to know so all these it, like i said I, it seems like since 2014 when they picked um martavis bryant in that fourth round and they got burned by it i know they got a third round pick out of it but at the same time i feel like you have to start putting character up there you have to because if you don't put character up there it feels like you're just going to run into the same problems over and over and over again and with that said lance finally rejoins the show Lance, you didn't have to go to the emergency room, did you?
1: I think so, man. (laughs) I had some bad connectivity character. (laughs) Jeez, man.
0: Well, okay. So, did you? I don't know if you heard what I was talking about. It was an article I wrote today about character and the draft process. If you were to put a percentage on talent, character, what is it 50 50 for you? Is it more than that? in regards to character versus talent, as you're looking at possible prospects to bring into your organization?
1: I'm going to put it on 70% talent, 30% character. If character can run a 4-3-5, I love it. But if character runs a 5 2 I don't love it. So there's a balance. I'm going to put it on 70-30. I mean, you need good football players. I think you need really good – I think what you need is you need your best players to be high character players. And I think if you have that, then those players can really teach those traits to those players who are hovering in that 70, 30 character. So if your best players are great character players, then you're in a good place.
0: Don't you think you can have both though? I mean, I understand you're saying like character talent can run a four, four forty whatever, but, Look at what the Steelers have drafted the last few years and Juju Smith-Schuster in the second round and T.J. Watt in the first round. Those are high-character guys, at least from what we've seen so far. Um, Don't you think you can have it both ways?
1: I think you can, but it has to start from a talent perspective first. You identify talented players, and then you ask character questions after that. I think you do it in that order. I don't think you ask character questions first, then talent. It's talent, then character. So I don't think, uh, you know, and God bless the dead, you know, a player like Chris Henry, who was ultra talented, Mm -hmm. you know, probably on an 11 scale, but just might have been that low on a character scale. So I think if the talent is extreme and the character is absolutely bad, you don't make that as well. I, I think you look for the roots of solid character, especially if you think guys are trying to be solid guys, but for some reason or another. Take a chance on highly talented guys. They that show no, uh, you know, where they don't want to be better guys and better players and better men. You don't take ta- you don't take chances on those guys. But I think you take chances on guys that are yearning to.
0: And there he goes. We lost him again. Oops. <laughs> Oh, fans, I apologize. He's he's in. A, are you there, Lance?
1: Yeah, I'm here. I have no idea what's happening. Oh Hangouts God. is just dropping. I I have no idea what's happening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's almost laughable at this point. I mean, it's kind of like standard is the standard for Jeff Hartman and sometimes Lance when you can hear him.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's for some reason, Um, I don't know if we're having issues in the area, but we're dropping out california is
0: about to just implode probably and you're just not even ready for it i hope you are
1: ready for it <laughs> um yeah this is you know this this is bad okay um
0: i do want to ask your opinion on um you, you brought you brought up how we talked about character and stuff and you said that the, the high character players need to be the team leaders With Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell gone, do you think that the Steelers, not from a performance standpoint, but do you think the Steelers could actually be a closer knit, a tighter group, a better quote-unquote team in 2019? Again, I'm not saying that's going to result in more wins, but you think that could be the case with those two guys gone?
1: I think it can, but a lot of it will rest on the, And Roethlisberger. And I think the team will take its character from its undisputed leader. If he's indeed the undisputed leader, uh, you know, it's going to take on his characteristics. So, uh, you know, hopefully that's a what we've heard a more inclusive Ben. Hopefully his leadership style morphs and changes. Uh, So, I mean, you know, it's 53 guys. And if he's that guy, I mean, it, it's going to take, it's going to take on some of his character. So hopefully he's ever evolving and getting better in terms of how he is as a leader.
0: Well, okay. So, all right. You know that I'm a Ben Roethlisberger fan. I've been open about that. He's the only Jersey that I have right now until he retires. I'm not getting a new one. But anyways, I was thinking about this the other day. I was driving home from work and I heard, actually I was listening to our preview show. I listened to our shows again when I'm driving and, um, I kept on thinking about Ben Roethlisberger and everyone's questioning his leadership. Everyone's questioning how he does things. And I, I, I thought to myself, what is he doing different now that he didn't do three, four years ago? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. He's not doing anything different. And no one said anything because it's just who he is i mean it maybe there's some young guys that come in and like man james washington i didn't realize he's gonna call me out on his radio show okay i get that but you know why
1: jeff you know why people didn't say anything jeff because, because he's Ben
0: Roethlisberger. The,
1: well that's one obviously you get that uh, okay yeah <laughs> uh, and because there may have been other guys in the locker room to to fill that void i think where that locker room is now There may not be enough guys. I think, you know, we point to the Cam Haywards. uh, We point to the Castros. Pouncey. And that where this team is trending, they may need more from him from a leadership perspective. That in order for them to progress and to move forward where they are as a football team, they need more. And so maybe back then they didn't, so it was okay for it to sort of slide. But now they do need it. And and I think Colbert is pushing him to try to be that guy because I think he realizes it and Tomlin realizes it, that with this team and where this team is, being a very young football team, that they need him to step up in that role and be a good leader.
0: Yeah, if, if honestly, if I'm Tomlin, I'm pulling – Some of the players you just mentioned, I'm pulling Marquise Pouncey, David DiCastro, Alejandro Villanueva. I'm pulling Juju on defense. We're going Cam. We're getting TJ Watt in there. Um, Maybe Sean Davis, uh, Joe Hayden for sure. And I'm leaving Ben out. And I'm saying, look, guys, Ben's going to be Ben. Ben's going to have his Wednesday presser. He's going to say the same old crap. He's not going to be here that long. He's going to show up and leave and not be super huddly cuddly. That's that's fine. Who cares? You guys are the ones that are going to set the tone for this team. You're the ones that are going to be here. You're the ones that young guys are going to look up to. Set the tone for the team. Ben's might go on his radio show. He might say stupid stuff. This isn't news. Now, like I said, I've said it multiple times on multiple shows. I'd love nothing more than for Ben Roethlisberger's show to just poof go into existence it's, it's extinct because i don't need to hear his crap anymore but if it doesn't and i doubt it will that's what you have to do Like get these other guys going you don't need to have just one freaking leader on a team you can Absolutely. have multiple leaders and so if Marquise pouncey can stand up and say this is but let's go we're riding or die this is the team we're going to do this and if guys follow him then go go with it same with the castro all those guys because i Ben's not going to change. We we both agree on that, right? Absolutely. He's not going to change, and it hasn't been any different in the last decade that he's been playing. He's still been the same guy. So yeah, he's being drugged through the mud right now. Fans A shouldn't be surprised, and B let's just not freak out about leadership because Ben's going to be Ben. You got to get some other guys to step up, plain and simple. Um. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But. All right, um, while you were off on your sabbatical there in the middle of the show, um, <laughs> we, were ta- we were talking about your favorite event, and that is the NFL Scouting Combine. Um, I was telling the guys, and I'll ask you this simply, because did you have you seen anything on Twitter, like video of anything? I know you mentioned um, Devin White, didn't you? No, know, you said Metcalf. Who did you bring up earlier in the show? I thought you brought up a prospect. Did you not?
1: No, no. Okay. You know I don't watch college football.
0: No, I know you don't. Neither do I. But have you seen like some videos of guys running the 40 or anything on your Twitter feed? I, I, or...
1: Yeah, I saw Metcalf run the 40. That's and the I, saw, it, yes, and I saw and I saw and I saw the young man from Ohio State run the 40. Isn't Paris Campbell.
0: Isn't it it, it it maybe it's just me? But I said this isn't it, 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 it it's, it's kind of tantalizing. You watch these guys, like you see Metcalf. That guy looks like a freaking linebacker. And he can yeah, run, man. and he can get, don't you sit there and think, boy, I'd love to see that guy in black and gold this year.
1: Do you think that way, or do you, are yeah, you like, man, it's a, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, geez, I mean, Jeff, as the 0.6% body fat at six, three, two, that's, that's dangerous levels, man. Like that's,
0: that's dangerously low body fat percent.
1: 35.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he I mean you just see these guys and you man, there's they're so good. I mean, did you see Devin White run the 40 in like 4 3? He's an inside linebacker.
1: Yeah, that 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 that's nuts. So. That's I mean, Ryan that, that's, that's
0: Ryan Shazier stuff. That's yeah, Ryan that, that, Shazier that's, stuff.
1: That that's absolutely nuts so. I mean I mean, yeah, I mean the, the, the biggest question is, you know, can these guys play football? But you just know, man, that these guys are just physical marvels. And terms of Metcalf. They said his dad was an offensive lineman, so his dad is bigger than he is. And they said his uncles, I believe, were college running backs, so wow. that's where you get like the size and the twitch. So he yeah. kind of got it both, you know. For I mean,
0: well, and there's some people that say that he wasn't even the best receiver on Ole Miss, that AJ Brown was better. And he was, <laughs> he wasn't even the best receiver on that team. That, that, that team was loaded from a receiver standpoint. I do know that from the brief amount that I actually watched some college football. So, um, you know, take that for what it's worth. Um, so here we are Sunday, March the third, the The free agent market is just starting to heat up. You're just starting to hear rumors. Uh, Lance, the teams that have shown interest in Antonio Brown, we're just going to rattle them off quickly Who would you like to see him go to? Okay, so reportedly the Tennessee Titans, the Washington Redskins, the Oakland Raiders, and the Green Bay Packers are the four teams that have been sourced, reported, that are interested in Antonio Brown. Out of those four teams, who would you like to see him be (laughs) traded to and why?
1: I'd like him to go to the Raiders because there's no Horribly. I would just love, as a fan of drama, him and Chucky going at it in the press. That would just be fabulous. If he goes to Green Bay, it's a wrap. (laughs) Green Bay would be absolutely loaded on the offensive side of football. So that's where I don't want him to go, is to Green Bay. I do want him to go to the Raiders because you throw him into that whole cast of characters, in oakland and that would just be comedy to watch
0: i would i'd i said this earlier in the show i'd love to see him go to washington they have no quarterback they have an unbelievably dysfunctional organization and as i think dart i think as daryl on our live chat said he'd be throwing water coolers by week three at fedex field so (laughs) that's where i hope he goes because all these redskin fans that are in my area would be like oh we've got antonio brown and i'm like hey Good luck. Good luck to you. Like this morning in the gym, saw a guy who was a Raider fan. And I said, hey, man, heard you guys might be getting A.B. Hope you get him. Good luck with that guy. And <laughs> he said, I don't want anything to do with him. And I said, you know, he's going to. They're going to they're going to go for it. They're going to go for it. But um, so there you go. Lance, we've done a full show, but you haven't been here for much for it. Is there anything you want to say to the fans <laughs> before we call it a show?
1: <laughs> um. hey, man. Hey. <laughs> the standard is we're trying to live <laughs> up to it uh it's so frustrating because you know we put our I, I i mean i always put my best foot forward every week and for some reason or another there's a connection issue or something well at least this week the sound is good but the connection is and the connection stuff with internet stuff you always take a risk i mean i got That's fitting that invested in better X fire connectivity. And it just, I think it's hangouts, honestly, I think at times just issues with, with Google hangouts. Um, but I'm gonna blame it on a B man. We can blame everything on a B either. We're gonna blame it on a B or we're gonna blame it on bill Cower. Take your pick, flip a coin. I'm gonna go with a B man. I'm gonna blame it on a B. That's what it is.
0: Some people are saying you need to get out of California, go back home to the North side.
1: Yeah, maybe I know the connectivity is better, you know, in Manchester, one, five, two, three, three better than out here. Jeez. My hangouts
0: are fine. That's all I'm going to say. My hangouts are fine. So with that said, folks, I hope that you understand that there's, let me explain this. Cause we had some people in the live chat, ask about it. The YouTube shows that we have live on our channel, as of right now, I'm working hard to figure this thing out because taking audio to visual to video. I'm I, I think I think I got it. I think I got it. But as of right now, the standard is a standard. Um, the Steelers preview and my show, the Ste- the burning question are live on YouTube, and you can find us on YouTube by searching BTSC Steelers Radio. Subscribe so you get notifications whenever we go live. But there's other shows like the Steelers Hangover, Lance's show. Yeah, I said it. Um, that are not on YouTube yet, but they are on our audio platform. So if you don't follow us in audio, that's go to iTunes, go to Google Play, go to Stitcher, go to Spotify. If you just search Steelers, we will be one of the first possible shows that you can follow. Look for the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com logo, subscribe there, and you can listen to all of it. So if you're – I know at the beginning of the show when we mentioned your – yeah, I said it, Show Some people are like, well, I've never heard that show. What do I do? That's how you find it. Go to our audio platform, subscribe to that platform, and you'll get to hear it. His show's is about 10 to 15 minutes at the most. My show's is about 30, 35, because I do a little Q&A with fans on the live chat. Um, and our other shows are anywhere between 40 and an hour. So take those all in. Um, we're going to work hard to get our consistency down on this show, make the standard a little bit higher, just like the Steelers should improve the standard so lance anyways thanks for your time i appreciate it for all of those someone said they're going to get a gofundme page started for
1: lance's internet (laughs) thank you i'll take it as jeff is talking i'm looking up for trying to buy the x5 pods so i can extend the, the internet strength around the rest of the house because man this is this is uh this is terrible we'll we'll
0: figure it out we'll figure it out hey we're trying we're doing our best for those (laughs) who stuck with us throughout everything we appreciate you that's it for another episode of the standards the standard we'll be back next week for another episode